0: Редактор субтитров А.Семкин Корректор А.Егорова Welcome to the podcast. We
1: do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about recovery from addiction. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like.
2: Brought to you by High Desert Counseling, Rise Up Supplements, and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn.
0: Listeners, welcome to episode 109. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about family. We're going to talk some recovery. We're going to talk some music we got a super special guest chaz smith aka kalichi i also have it how are you doing chaz
3: i am doing absolutely fantastic
0: good man hey thank you for patience while we're setting this up thank you for being available at this time namaste bro i appreciate a lot of gratitude
3: of course of
0: course
1: do we also have in the studio the doc terry sellers what's up How was golf, buddy? Golf? (laughs) I played so poorly, I can't stand it. But that's (laughs) all right. It was golf. I had a good time. Fantastic. Yeah. I lost lost about 40 bucks, but don't tell my wife. (laughs) I know. I got killed. No, it ain't listening. I know. She's probably listening. The good news is he paid for the golf, so I actually broke even. (laughs) It was fine. How about you? I'm
0: good, man. I'm great. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this. If you if you can't tell, I'm a little anxious, but we're rock and roll. I'm excited. Anxious. Baby. I've had a lot of change. I started
1: a new job. Yeah. changed up our sponsorships. A lot of newness. It's well. It's let me good, tell though. you about that. We have a new sponsor for episode one hundred and nine. This is the first time I believe we've had this sponsor. Our new sponsor is High Desert Counseling. High Desert Counseling is a progressive substance abuse treatment facility with a practical approach. They offer day treatment, morning and evening IOP, continuity of care, and Prime for Life programs. Uh, If you want to check them out, check their website out at highdesert.help, or you can call them at 435-673-2899. And if you didn't hear that, I'm going to do it again. 435-673-2899. They have facilities located in both St. George, Utah, and Cedar City, Utah. Uh, I know the owner, Mike Keenan, one of the great guys in recovery, like seriously, one of the really good guys and, um, give them a, give them a shot. If you're having anyone that, you know, that's having substance abuse issues, high desert counseling is a great place to take a slightly different approach than most places for sure. Absolutely. So um, they
0: really push to like get their clients connected with independent therapists independent medical independent housing so you're not dependent on treatment once right. you graduate you still have those foundations in your life moving forward which i think is genius
1: super cool super yeah. cool yeah we always uh, we always like uh, in fact on on my way down here to this for this episode i spent i came down with a friend of mine who's in the treatment industry as well and we we're talking about new and innovative ways to do things because the treatment industry has been so, so stagnant for so long. And frankly, the outcomes aren't very good, right? I mean, yeah. we just don't, nobody can say, if someone says, if someone tells you they have 80% success rates, you better turn and run because they're lying to you. That's not true. Success rates are fairly low. And so anybody willing to try something different, I think is cool and fun. So, yeah, I love it. Thank you, yeah. High Desert Council. High Desert Council, brand new
0: sponsor, and we appreciate them. Episode 109, part one, is also brought to us by Rise Up Subs. Rise Up Subs is a nootropic line aimed at optimizing brain function and supporting mental health. They have two powerful nootropic blends. The first one's going to be mindful mood. Helps decrease anxiety and enhance mood. It's your chill out, feel good. The next one is going to be mind shift. It helps inha- increase focus and optimize brain function. If you want to check out a nootropic blend, go to riseupsubs.com. That's R-I-S-E-U-P-S-U-P-S dot C O M. Pick your blend at checkout. Punch in podcast 20 to save yourself 20% off today. We appreciate their sponsorship.
1: I have a question. Have you tried these supplements? Yeah. Are they good enough to make you get everyone's names right? They are. Okay, I'm on two
0: mind shift as we speak, and so far I feel like I'm doing okay. All right,
1: I like it. So yeah. All right, let's kick this thing off because we got
0: a special guest. We do. Special guest. Joining us all the way from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Chaz Smith, a.k.a. Kalichi. What's going on, buddy?
3: Nothing much. Uh, Just a pleasure to be here, and uh, I appreciate
0: it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So listen, a lot of people know you through your music. I love podcasts because we get to know people on a personal level and the story behind the music. Let's just start off with some general, like, will you share a little bit about your life today? Like, what do you got going on? What's been, what's new? What's, what's going on with you?
3: Uh um, so a lot, you know, I, I, have a tendency to be, you know, tremendously busy. Um, but life is amazing. I have more today than I ever believed that, you know, that I was ever gonna, you know, attain in my life. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, I have, roughly seven and a half years clean
0: congratulations i'm a
3: father you know i'm i'm an artist um and i don't know i just every day i wake up i really do try and just be a better person than i was yesterday and i know that sounds like cliche but you know it really is because i've had so many relapses you know in, in my past um that today i'm just very cautious of everything that i do and um I don't know. I just, I have a lot, I have a lot of goals that I want to achieve, you know, and I just, I always try to like, you know, look towards the future, like in a healthy manner, um, you know, because life is precious. It really is, you know, but um, it is, it just, it's, it's a true blessing to, you know, really just practically come from nothing. And then to have so much on my plate today, um, it's more than uh, honestly than I deserve, you know, and uh, I'm beyond grateful for that.
1: Man, well said. I'm pretty sure we all can relate to that, right, Doc? I don't know if that's true, though. It might not be more than he deserves, but you got a lot, it sounds like, which is really cool. (laughs) Let's talk about that. I saw a little post, a little
0: engagement action happening in September. Let's hear about Hannah, man.
3: Yeah, uh, it is um, something that I and her never thought would happen. Uh, You know, I always thought that I would be single the rest of my life, not even for the sheer fact of – like a self pity, like type of party thing. It's just that I, I don't know if I'm just very picky or if, whenever I had my daughter, my expectations for a partner went through the roof. You know, before that, it was just like, I would settle for anything, whether it was toxic or not. You know, I, I didn't really care about much. I and mean, this was even in recovery, you know, but once I had my daughter, it was just more along the lines of, You know, I wasn't looking for like, you know, just really a partner for me, but I was also looking for someone that was going to be potentially someday, you know, a great stepmother. And, um, you know, she just crossed every single box off that, that came up and, uh, it is, you know, it was so unexpected. And, uh, you know, when I write posts and stuff like that and how I talk about this relationship is truly God given. I mean that, um, like i said it just it came out of left field like neither one of us were looking for a relationship both of us felt the exact same way like she thought that she was going to be single forever you know she had her own you know you know r- past relationships you know that, that didn't work out and all that but you know it just we I, I didn't force it when it happened we just let it go we just let it happen like and it just it was very slow like even in the beginning and we just we just talked and um it was, I can honestly say that I never felt like this, you know, thus, you know, hence why I'm getting engaged. And uh, it is, it's It's a beautiful, it truly is a beautiful thing that I, it's another thing in my life. It's another, like, I don't want to say obstacle, but like another milestone in my life that, you know, I would see happen for every other people, every other person around me, except myself. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm happy for them, but you know, that will never happen for me. Mm. So, you know, once that it, it did, you know. It was very, you know, important that I, you know, grip this, you know, priceless gift with both hands and then I'm let go.
0: I'm happy for both of you, you and Hannah. But listen, buddy, let's just get down to brass tacks. You just lost seventy five percent of your listeners. <laughs> you know how many you know how many females boy, reached out oh and said gosh. hey let me get this Whoa. phone number how do i get we in got, contact yeah. with Queen? i'm just
1: teasing we got know. hundreds of females <laughs> wanting your phone number so oh it's all right if uh, don't don't worry if your phone rings off the hook we just gave it out to everybody that called so that's good <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> good for you hannah though you, you locked him down so good how did, you how did you guys meet did you say that did you mention how you met
3: i didn't so i i've actually i actually knew of her through social media she's actually in the rooms but like not in my area like 40 minutes away okay so i knew of her i'd never even seen her in real life and uh i actually had my daughter at the trampoline park one night and uh and i like seen her from across the room and my first reaction was like who is that okay and um uh, you know, and then later on the night, I got we got I got like a little bit closer to her and like it clicked. I was like, I, I know who she is or I thought I knew who she was. And then later on that evening, I was on Instagram and I was just going through my stories randomly. And I seen she posted a story from there. And uh and all I said was, you know, I thought that was you. <clears throat> and she said the same thing back. And then from there, you know, I just had to kind of slide in and just continue the conversation. And here we are.
1: Beautiful. I love it. I love that's it. so that's cool. That's smooth. that really that's man. That dude's smooth right there. Smooth. Though, right? I like smooth it. Smooth mover. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's awesome. Uh, let's let's change it up on you here. Wait, I got more questions though before oh, you get to that. Okay. One more thing. You uh, if you mentioned how old your daughter was, I don't think I heard it. So re- mention I that again.
3: I don't think I did. No. She she's five. She's okay. uh she's in kindergarten oh, and,
1: um great age.
3: Yeah, it's just uh it's it's truly incredible, um, you know, just to spend the time with her. And she gives me a sense of enjoyment and a, a sense of fulfillment that, uh, once again, I just I never thought was possible from another human being. Yeah, and, uh,
1: kids are it. it is, right? uh,
3: it's truly what I've missed all along. And, uh, you know, I found like happiness in the past, you know, whether, you know, whether it was with a significant other, whether it was with, with music or, or all that but I just still always felt like there was just some very small, minor piece of the puzzle that was missing. Mm. And, um, and whenever she was born, it's like, it all made sense. Like my life, like started to make sense. And, uh, you know, I, I have, I had purposes, you know, you know, in the past, but, um, you know, God made it just very clear to me exactly like what I was supposed to do, you know, the moment I met her and, yeah. uh, That's something that I'll forever be grateful for um, to have now direction in my life simply by just having, you know, my daughter. It can be a little overwhelming at times, though, right?
1: Like, we're we're struggling to figure out our (laughs) own lives and suddenly we're responsible for somebody else.
3: No, it is. I mean, it, it definitely can be. And listen, I mean, I, you know, I come from, you know, a background where, you know, I didn't brush my teeth or shower for 10 days at a time when I was using, you know, I, I wasn't capable of anything. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to open a right. bank account. I didn't know how to go on a job application. Like I, I knew nothing. I, I had no idea how to live life whatsoever, right. you know? And then when I entered the rooms, I gradually started to learn how to do these things simply by listening to the, you know, suggestions and advice from the predecessors that came before me, Right. you know? So like I got somewhat of an understanding of how life is supposed to work you know and then like it's like overnight you become a father and now it's like this whole entire new list of things in life that i have no idea what to do right you know and uh once again i had to do the same exact thing reach out to people that have been there before me you know and a lot of days i just winged it a lot of days i just use common sense i use common knowledge (laughs) you know just logic um but you know it just it is you know to not know how to deal with a situation for yourself is one thing but now i have this little you know 5 year old that, that depends on me f- for everything you know uh it is it's a big responsibility but at the same time it's uh it's not an obligation it's a privilege and uh it's a privilege to to be you know my little girl's father and um that is something that also one of the many things that I strive for on a daily basis to, to, keep me clean. And, uh, I do, I find strength wherever it is, you know, and even if it's just, I have to hold on to, you know, my relationship with her for one second just to get me to the next step. That's exactly what I do.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. I love it, man. I love it. I heard you just recently opened a treatment center. Is that true?
3: I did. I'm part owner of a place called Pittsburgh recovery center. Uh, we're primarily just a uh, PHP and IOP, but we've been open, roughly i want to say 13 months now okay and um it's good a lot of kinks that we've had to work out a lot of growing pains a lot of setbacks a lot of everything but i can say like that we are finally moving uphill which is a good thing because it's uh it's been a lot of hard work a lot of hard work that that i put in and and my associates uh, uh leo and hutch and, and everyone and um like I said, I think finally now, like everything's starting to level out, and uh, it's way more—I don't want to say work, but it's way more behind-the-scenes type of things that I, I ever could have imagined it was. You know, my goal is to just go and, and just talk to people and uh, and just try to help them out. But then there's so much stuff that that goes on behind the scenes, like I said, that uh, I was completely ignorant to all, we were all completely ignorant to, and especially in Pennsylvania, where I'm from, it is, let's say, a little bit more difficult to follow through with the steps compared to other states, um, because each state is basically, you know, Mm. has its own rules and regulations and stuff that you have to do, and we did it during COVID, so it was just like (laughs) slow motion. All of
0: that. um, Trying to jump through hoops when nobody's working. It would be rough.
3: It was. It it, it honestly was a nightmare. So, like, now it's like I said, like, we're finally, like, praying, hopefully, that that we're just, like, in the clear and we can actually, like, move forward the way that we want to.
0: So, for me and Sellers being a couple professional goofballs, I work as a counselor. Sellers works as a doctor in uh, board-certified in addiction medicine uh, we got some listeners out there in Pennsylvania. So listeners, if you're in Pennsylvania, check out, go to open your web browser, check out P I T T R C dot And yeah, take a look. Pittsburgh recovery centers. That's Absolutely. fantastic.
3: And even if we can't personally help you, um, we are connected with, I mean, pr- basically any place that you could think of, you know, in, in the state of Pennsylvania, which is amazing. Um, you know what I mean? Finding the best fit for the struggling using addict is is something also, too, that we strive to do. Um, and so, yeah, we, we don't have a trouble, you know, finding whatever is best for the individual that reaches out to us for help or whoever calls us. You know, so that's a good thing, too. Like just having a good team. Like I have a really good team not only that am i you know that they're reliable but also that i believe in what they do because i see their own recovery and you know and how they handle themselves
1: very important very yeah. important to have that's- some people in recovery helping other people get into recovery also that's good to hear from from Chaz because I, it's, the mistakes i see with new treatment centers are thinking you're the best which is cool that's fine i don't mind that but thinking you're the best for every single client out there. Mm. And that can never be true, right? That's a good point. Certain centers are best for certain clients, but no center is best for every single client. So yeah. a treatment center that's willing to like take a look at themselves and say, well, we might not be the perfect fit for that client. That's going to be a really good treatment center. Absolutely. So yeah. I like your attitude.
0: I also want to touch briefly, because we want to move into your story and kind of find out what active addiction looked like for you, Chaz but you also got a clothing line, man. I ordered me a t-shirt. I got it coming. I'm stoked to wear that sitting in circle with my guys at high desert counseling. So let's tell us a little bit about the clothing line. Sean Denman's going to yeah, pull it up and show it on our cameras.
3: Yeah, cartel. Um, I probably need to re up on a bunch of stuff. Uh, like I said, my life can just get so busy. I can just, <clears throat> I can start a million things at one time and I get so sidetracked and I get so, <laughs> and all that. And, um, It is, you know it just but uh yeah i've been selling you know my own merchandise i don't know for a few years now and uh you know some of it's just my song lyrics some of it's just my name but uh yeah just one of the many many things that i have going on going on today
0: what was that website again what'd you say i'm sorry what was the website again
3: oh uh big cartel big cartel uh, yeah
1: cool cool there you go Dude's got it all going on. This is a podcast about
0: recovery from addiction. I think Chad Smith, aka Kalici, has a story about recovery
1: from addiction. Let's find out what active addiction looked like for him. Tell us how you got into tell us how you got into started getting into drugs and alcohol.
3: Okay, yeah. Um I'm gonna give you like the shortest version possible, but uh you know, I'm I'm from Pittsburgh, you know, and uh, you know, my mother my father and my sister, my entire immediate family, you know, we all suffered from addiction and alcoholism. And, uh, you know, my mother left my father whenever I was one, you know, cause he just would not stop using. And like, she realized that like she needed to get sober and she needed to do this. So we basically, uh, vacated his life and, uh, and never looked back. And, you know, to this day, you know, I never met him. I have no idea where he lives or, or all that. And, um, you know, from there, when I was one, we, we left my father and we went and we lived with my grandparents and, uh, you know, my mom ended up getting sober, you know, and she was, she was clean for, you know, 16 years while I was growing up, Hmm. you know, so I wasn't, I wasn't brought up in like that turbulent household. Like I, I didn't grow up in violence. I didn't grow up with drugs and alcohol. My grandparents didn't drink. I was never really ever exposed to it. And, um, you know, but even just as a young kid, I just I always felt shy, timid. I always felt like I was out of place, um, even when I was around, you know, even like my my closest friends. I just still felt like I just did not fit in, you know, fast forward to when I was 14. You know, I, I was playing, you know, sports, ice hockey and, and baseball and all that. So, like, that was kind of like my first like outlet, you know. Um, <clears throat> But, you know, when I found drugs, roughly, I always say 14, but it might've been earlier when I started smoking weed, you know, that was kind of just like the escape, you know, and, um, the, we talk about how like the progression, like maybe rapid or slow for me, it was just tremendously quick, you know, and I started smoking weed. And by the time I, w- I was a senior in high school, you know, I was strung out on heroin, mm. uh, Did every single drug, you know, completely under the sun, you know, uh, I was not intoxicated or, 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 you know, high in any way, shape and form, you know, my entire high school career. And, uh, you know, right after right after high school, um, you know, it just is when my addiction just became like full throttle, you know, and I would just wake up sick every single day and I would just have to go out and just commit small crimes. And my only job was to get money. You know, I did this from the age of, you know, 18 to 23. You I would, know, I would constantly be going in the, into psych wards, detoxes, rehabs, you know, small jail stints, you know, and this was my life. You know, And I didn't really want to say that I, I was OK with it, but I just I didn't know there was another way. You know, and I I knew there was another way, you know, by going to treatment at such a young age, because, you know, when I was go when I was 18 and 19 and um, I was I was completely broken. You know, I was completely broken to the point where. You know, I wanted to stop, you know, and I wanted to stay stopped. But every single time I left some type of institution or I left jail, it was always, I'm done, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I have to get my life together. And every time I was in them type of places and I said that, I truly, from the bottom of my heart, meant it. I meant it. I was done. But I would be released or I would, you know, I'd go back home to the same using environment, you know, the same room where I would have, you know, blood stains on the walls from shooting with my syringe. And, um, I would instantly start to get that obsession inside of me. And uh, you know, looking back, like I didn't know exactly about the disease of addiction. I didn't really know what obsession and compulsion and denial and all these things that characterize, you know, you know, this vicious illness. I didn't know exactly what that type of stuff was. And um, you know, I would get this pit in my stomach and uh and I would always fear the unknown and I would fear the change and I would always just have to go self-sabotage and use. And I would always be back. On the streets doing the same exact thing that i was doing before i went to treatment and i did this for years and i was just beyond reluctant to even give myself a chance you know and it wasn't until like my sister you know who was my running partner um it wasn't until she went to treatment and came home and um you know she came home to an environment where my mother was drinking and i was you know shooting heroin she came home to the same place And she actually started, she actually stayed clean and she started to go to meetings, you know, and at this time I wasn't exactly clean, clean, but I would latch on to her and I would go and I would listen and I would listen to the readings and I, and I would, I would pay attention and slowly but surely I started to hear my story. I started to hear stories that were identical to mine and if not just worse than mine. You know, I thought in the back of my head that, like, if this room full of strangers could manage to change their life the way that they did, you know, possibly I can, too. You know, my sister was that tangible evidence that she was the, just the complete, you know, out of her mind, you know, using addict. And now her life and her perception on the world and in, in reality is completely different than maybe I can, too. You know, so that's exactly what I did. And uh. I started to change my life and, you know, and then I went from having a year clean relapsed Then I had three and a half years clean. Then I had two and a half years clean. Then I had a year clean, you know, and now I have seven and a half years clean. <clears throat> and I look at it like this, you know, through all of my failed endeavors at trying to get clean, even in the midst of my addiction, I still believed in the back of the mind that a 12 step fellowship could work for me. I knew in my heart, if i just gave myself just one more chance and i could just fill my spirit with just a minuscule amount of hope and just a little bit of faith that i could get back to where i was before and i did that time and time again and i'll just say this you know before the clock runs out but like now today my life is completely different because under any and all circumstances no matter what like i would not put alcohol or chemical into my system you know and there's i've been through so much in the last seven and a half years you know to back on my story but it is Recovery is such a gift. Life is such a gift, you know, and I would feel like it'd be completely disrespectful to throw throw it all away. Man, mic drop.
1: I like, I like that. Yeah, that's a good way to walk off right there. And buddy. I
0: love that he, he brought up even when it didn't make sense, right? He, he's using even when he doesn't want to. We are running out of time, but this has been fantastic. Make sure you join us for part two. We're gonna be we're gonna be coming back right after a short little sponsorship mention from High Desert Counseling. Thank you, Chaz. Hang tight, we'll be right back with you, buddy.
3: Okay.
2: You are listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller and co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. We'll be right back after this short break with more of We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Brought to you by High Desert Counseling, Rice of Supplements, and the Hilton Garden Inn.
3: Desert Counseling is an adult outpatient substance abuse treatment facility. We offer multiple services including day treatment, morning and evening intensive outpatient services, continuing care, and Prime for Life. What makes us different is our emphasis on gathering all of the information before enrollment. We do this by offering a thorough evaluation by a credentialed professional. Once we have committed to you and you have committed to us, don't worry, insurance will not dictate your treatment. Lastly, the Pretzel Effect. We are a brief intervention where we connect our clients to community, mental health, and medical professionals to help maintain recovery for life after treatment. At High Desert Counseling, we strive to be the bridge from active addiction to recovery, community, and connection.
2: We welcome you back to We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. Brought to you by High Desert Counseling, Rise Up Supplements, and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. And now with part two of our podcast, Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Part two, episode 109. We're here with Chaz Smith, a.k.a. Kalichi, who is a musician, artist, and all-around Decent recovery good dude. Guy, right? Yeah, Man. good dude. I mean, listen to what he shared so far. Yeah, this has been powerful stuff for sure. Well, let me start off with, first of all, part two is sponsored by the Hilton Garden Inn. Hilton Garden Inn, if you're driving, if you're traveling through southern Utah, uh, look them up. Just type in Hilton Garden Inn and uh, give them a shot at your business. First of all, it's a very clean, very clean hotel. Um They have wonderful amenities. Their hot tub is fantastic. We've spent some time out there in that hot tub before, and it's great, and the pool's great, and the weight room's great, and the rooms are clean. So give them a shot. Hilton Garden Inn in St. George, Utah, and they've been our sponsor since we opened this podcast, so we're grateful to them for sure. And did you know that somehow, magically,
0: it's always sunny and bright. At the Hilton Garden Inn. It's always sunny and bright. The Hilton Garden. There's the tagline,
1: baby. Boom. <laughs> we haven't used that tagline <laughs> in a few minutes. I forgot about that. Thanks. Hey, we're going to lead this off with, um, so, uh, Chaz, we got 47,000 uh, emails from females, <laughs> and one guy texted us the question, so. Okay. Anthony was nice enough to text this question. I'm going to read it to you. I, I got clean numerous times with my children in mind as a reason to get clean and stay clean only when I realized that I first have to do it for myself before anyone else. That being said, my why is myself and giving back to my children and family and those around me the best way I know how. And I, too, refuse to be anonymous. What is your Why? And how do you deal with day to day monotony? That's two Mm. completely different questions, but
3: no. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of liked what he said in the beginning though, too. Uh, I have a line in drug, drug addiction too, where I talk about, I love my daughter, but she won't keep me clean. Mm. Um, what I meant by that was, you know, I don't know. I just, I can't have like that be my primary focus where, you know, that's all, I'm, you know, trying to trying to do to to stay clean um you know my reasons kind of how i said in the beginning how i I can grab onto anything for strength at that moment if it's going to give me just one more step and um you know you know they say you got to you know get clean for yourself you know which is true you know it, it absolutely is but I think it's okay to, you know, to grasp on to other things as time goes on. You know, my whys of why I do it, I mean, it's an infinite, you know, list that could go on forever, you know, from not wanting to wake up dope sick to the fact that my friends trust me, you know, today that I have responsibilities, today I am, you know, responsible for, you know, another little human being, Um, and honestly, it just, I became, I became so, so distant like from that life that um you know I just I think about how insane it all was and how truly crazy it was to just slowly commit suicide on, on, on this on this death payment on a daily basis. And um I don't know, today I just life is really about just enjoying it all clean and being able to feel all the emotions whether or not they're good or whether or not they're bad you know and to deal with the monotony i mean like listen like i don't know where you're at right now but like it's winter in pittsburgh it's miserable (laughs) it's dark it's depressing i feel like all my days are just the same like wake up go the gym go the center you know at night you know you're hang out with my fiance, go to a meeting but like I always have something to look forward to. I always have, like, a new song I'm going to write or I have, like, a trip coming up or, like, or something like that. Um, It's okay. I mean, like, the monotony of, like, dealing with day-to-day life is okay because, I mean, my life was very, like, my life was very monotonous while I was using two, I mean, to a degree. I mean, because at any given time, my day could get spiced up and I could get thrown in jail, you know, (laughs) but for the most part, all I did was just, you know, commit small crimes and get high. But uh, it is, you know, a lot of times I might have like moments of this, this pessimism and moments of this negative thinking where like, I feel like this isn't all paying off or like, I feel like I should be further in life and and all that, but that really is just my disease thinking. And as soon as that happens, I have to shut that stuff off instantly. And Mm -hmm. how do I do that? You know, I normally pray about it. I'll normally reach out to someone on my support group and be like, this is what I'm thinking. I know it's not real, but like, I'm starting to believe the lies that I'm telling myself today. And, um, And it's just about getting out of myself in healthy, healthy ways, whether it's exercising or, you know, whether it's, you know, just whatever I choose to do at that moment. And, uh, I don't know, but the reasons of why I stay clean, um, you know, can constantly change, but also in the same breath, you know, there, there's just so many of them. And, uh, I use whatever I can. Man,
0: I love that. And that's a great thorough way to answer Anthony's question. Yeah, for sure. You know, one of the things that I've really enjoyed so far, Doc, is Chaz, like, I run these episodes kind of like I run a group, a process group, right? When we're sitting circle, typically in a process group, we introduce the problem. We talk about the problem for the first half, and then we get into solution. the solution he didn't spend a whole lot of time on the problem right like he wasn't glorifying and drug journaling and like like he he touched on some stuff for relatability but he quickly moved into to the solution let's talk about the music i'm excited to talk about the music
1: okay so me too by the way yeah because i'm the furthest thing from creative as any as there is right and so I'm fascinated. Your outfits by people. are creative. Well, look okay, what but, you got on, man. Right, whatever, but <laughs> um, but the point the point is, I'm really I'm a very scientific guy, so I've never been super creative in my and I'm always fascinated by people that are. Now it doesn't mean I didn't want to be creative. Like I I would for sure I would have loved to have been a rock and roll star. Now I get that rock and roll is different. I'm 63 years old, so. It's different than some of today's music, right? But I would have loved it. So I wanna know first of all, how'd you like, why music? How'd you get into music, first of all?
0: Can I, can I give the rundown real fast? Yeah, you can. So let's give, the, run, let's give the, the, the history of the artist Kalichi. Okay. He has three albums. Okay. His first one of his albums. That's seven more than I have. <laughs> okay. So let's start at the top, at least my top. 19 Days Apart, released in 2017. The Last 11 Years, Part One, released in 2017. The Last 11 Years, Part Two, released in 2017. And then he has a bunch of singles. He's got 17 (coughs) different singles. That's a lot of singles. A lot of singles. So we have drug addict, probably one of my drug addiction.
3: Sorry. And I was going to say real quick too, is that I actually, I have a lot more than that too. I just don't have it on streaming services, Uh, but yes, I've been doing this for about 15 years. And, um, actually if you were to count them, I would have nine albums. Wow. This
0: was according to YouTube music. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Um, This is where I got my research, YouTube music.
3: Yes. So, let's so go over, okay so let's before go you go on i have
1: a question just for yeah. me how first of all how old are you if you want to say you don't have to but
3: i will i will be 40 years old in approximately i don't even know 25 days
1: okay mm. and you said you been doing this for did you just say 19 years 15 15 years
3: yeah about you 15 years.
1: started when you were in your mid early to mid 20s yeah okay that's, all right that's awesome So thank you for correcting me, Doc.
0: Drug Addiction. Drug Addiction. One of my favorites released in 2017. Believe it or
1: not, I've heard that song. It's a powerful song. I'm not much of a hip-hop guy, let's be honest. I'm an old-fashioned rock and roll guy, but I love that song. Let's hit these every other one. Let's knock them out. Okay, My Whole World, 2017. Drug of Choice, also released in 2017. Loving Me, Losing You, 2017. Never give up, 2017. Promise to leave, 2017. Listen to your heart, 2018. Let me rap, 2018. Now this one, daughter, 2019. Oh, that one. You put that one off to the side. Uh, I almost missed it. Reoccurring pessimism, 2020. Survivor, 2020. Lord, if you hear me, 2021. Suffer. Twenty twenty one. Find a way. Twenty twenty one. Suicide Prevention. Twenty twenty two. Interesting song title. Strangers at my funeral. Twenty twenty two. Blank page. Twenty twenty two. Well, these. So those are some interesting, cool titles, right? I think Kalichi might have
0: gone through some stuff. Right. Right. I I love that a lot of it's about mental health. A lot of it's about recovery. I want to hear about the inspiration behind some of these. Yeah, for sure. All right, Kalichi, round robin, you pick one, man. What were, what do you feel like you were super inspired Uh, for? uh,
1: Do you have a favorite song of yours?
3: Uh, you know, I get that question asked all the time. And, uh, if I truly had to pick, um, I always say to whom it may concern part three, Mm -hmm. and I don't know what it is about that song, uh, I just, I just absolutely love it. Um, it's just a very detailed story about my last relapse. And then the first year of me getting clean. Um, which album is that? that was, in? That I, I think that's, I think that's actually on an album and I want to say it's on 19 days apart.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we yeah. just went over your singles. I'm like, wait a minute. I missed that one. It's cause it's on your album. 19 days apart yeah.
3: um i would probably say that but i i don't know i have so many i have a lot where like so i don't really listen to my music often um but sometimes if i have like long drives or something you know um i'll, I'll put something on or whatever and it's crazy whenever i listen to something that's four five six seven years old and um i'll even sometimes get chills like because i just i remember I remember where I was writing it. I can remember recording it. I can remember, like, what was going on in my life. I can remember the feelings that I was feeling and all of that. And then a lot of times, too, like, I look back and uh, I really will, like, smile. And I I just I think about, like, how much different my life is mm. now compared to whenever I wrote that particular song or that particular line or, or all of that. And um, it is. It's almost – I mean, it is. It's like a detailed – you know, diary, um, of like, of my life. Whenever I, you know, really go back to like all the songs that, that I released. Um, that's just something I always try to do whenever I first started making music, you know, um, whenever I first got clean, I started, you know, whenever I entered the rooms, they just started pounding honesty into our, into our heads. Like, you gotta be honest. You're not going to stay clean if you're not honest, Da da da, da. So what I did was I incorporated, you know, that into my music um, back in 2007. It was just, let me be as honest as possible. You know, I don't care if it's embarrassing. I don't care if people are going to judge me. Let me just tell my story. And, um, And that's always what I did. I just tried to tell my story, the part that I played, the way that I felt, my mistakes, my triumphs, and, you know, my joy, my pain, my elation everything you know so when i really do look back on a lot of my songs you know they are about a like a certain area of my life and um like i said it's almost like a a documented audio of you know that exact small interval piece of my existence
0: that's fantastic listen I I think that's super cool, especially like just that you're being authentic, right? Like you were living what you were writing. You were living what you were rapping real Mm -hmm. time, real moment. Now you said 2007 though, your first release looks like some of your first release stuff was 2017. Did it take a minute to get the, to get the wheel turning? Like
3: obviously, because if you're writing in 2007. Yeah. So like I said, what I don't even remember the name, the name side, hope exists, then I had Motivated by Desire, Dedicated Till Death, Hope Still Exist, um, The Diary of Chaz Smith. So, yeah, these are albums with like 20 songs on them uh, each. Um, so, yeah, I I made music for roughly a decade before I dropped Drug Addiction. Um, and, I, I you know, I, I made, like I said, countless amounts of songs where I had, you know, quote unquote fans and people that listen to my stuff, but it was very, my messages and all, it was very far and few and in between. Um, and drug addiction, whenever I released that, that is when I actually started to get, you know, uh, a little bit of exposure and through all that, you know, it really was just about consistency, you know, and it just, I didn't look at anything else other than what I'm doing right now is helping me, you know, and what I'm doing right now is sometimes here and there helping somebody else. And, um, and so that's just what I did. Like I said, I just, I told my story. So you have to understand too, that like, even back in 2007 and 2008 when I'm releasing songs like paradise and, you know, um, feel it in my gut, all that, like artists weren't talking about using drugs. Mm. Artists were talking about selling drugs, you know? So like coming out of the gate, I like was in my own lane and, um, You know, in making myself tremendously vulnerable, like this is just stuff that people weren't really talking about at that time. But like I said, I didn't care because it was freeing for myself. I almost thought if I told you every single secret about my life, like everything, then no one would ever have any type of ammunition against me. All, everything that I've been through and all the mistakes and all the bad things that I did is all out there is all out there on the internet for you to judge or come at me or whatever. But it's like I know my side of the streets clean. And that's seriously like how I how I looked at it in my earlier days of writing. Um, but I'm grateful that I did because like I said, for one, it was good because in a way it was almost like step work for myself but also um, so many people that could relate and identify with, with, with the feelings and actions that I went through.
0: I think it's interesting, too, that—and um, I know Doc's got something. I can tell you got something you were going to say. Well, uh, I think it's interesting, too. I got a too. question, but
1: it's, it can wait.
0: At the time you started your earliest stuff, 2007, you said 2008, like you said, yeah. most people were glorifying selling drugs. Most people were glorifying drug use. and That's kind of a, a hip-hop theme, right? Well, yeah, especially back then, if you yeah, think about it, like sure. before really we had these huge pandemics, epidemics, whatever you want to call it. Like that, that is what, it, that's a, that was a big part of it. And then Kalichi comes out and he's swimming upstream, right? He's like, yeah. check it out. Here's what it really looks like. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Here's, here's There's nothing glorified about it. So
1: I'm not selling them. You're selling them to me. Yeah. Right. I, I'm also interested.
3: Wait, I Go got a ahead. quick yeah. question.
1: Who's your musical influences? Hmm.
3: And that again also changed all over the years but like um i mean you said you listen to rock so i mean i went through every single genre but like when i was like young young it was like um i mean anywhere from like led zeppelin to the, to the doors um you know and then i even moved on to like like green day and then i moved on to like nirvana pearl jam Soundgarden, and like all that um I mean, that all just even played a part of me just falling in love with music, you know, but ever like, cause even when I quote unquote found rap, I don't even know if I was like even a huge fan of it, but since then, even in the beginning, I mean, I'll just name a couple like people like Nas and like a New York artist named AZ, um, you know, over the years, anywhere from Joe Budden to Eminem to NF. Um, I mean, I honestly, I can get inspiration from, from any artist. I mean, it could just be one song that they have that could just completely alter my mood, make me see something in a different light, you know what I mean? And just guide me in a, in, a, in a different direction. So, I mean, that's what's so cool about music and how it's this universal language that we can, that I can, you know, just use it to really relate or identify or, or twist or put my own spin on or have my own interpretation of it. You know, it may alter my perception on something that I might've been closed-minded on. I mean it just it really is just such a beautiful, powerful thing.
0: Some of my favorite stuff is when two amazing artists like Chaz Smith, aka Kalichi, and Joe Nestor get together and put yeah. out some fire. I gotta express some gratitude. Joe Nestor, thank you so much for, for making this con- connection. Really, like if I'm telling the truth, Chaz wouldn't be on today if if my boy Joe didn't, you know, put in a good word for me. Like, you know, this guy's all right. You know what I mean? You can answer his phone calls. <laughs> so Joe Nestor, love you, bro. I appreciate it. Hope, hope you and Faith are doing great. Uh, but yeah, the, and you've collaborated with a couple, I want to say Mac Miller, right? Joe Nestor. yeah. Like there's some, there's some people out there that that's gotta be fun too, right? That's gotta be a whole different type of fellowship and, and brotherhood. You want to talk a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, it is. Um, you know, for someone that has been doing music as long as I have, um, I definitely should have, should have worked with a lot more individuals. But um, I don't know. It's it's just something that I, I've. I don't want to say, I just, I've always preferred to, to do it alone. Like Mm. as far as like thinking of the the concept, you know, how I want to approach the beat, what kind of beat I want, you know, do I want to make this verse, you know, short or do I want to make it, you know, eight minutes long or whatever. So, you know, and it was also too, about what I was talking about too, like, and I'm talking about years ago, I, I felt like, my options might have been like limited to who i was going to work with but like i said i just i always like like to work alone um i think the first 100 songs that i've ever recorded uh you know it was just always just me and my engineer in the room like i I wasn't the type of person to bring like tons of people to the studio like you know i just i never even been the type of person to like scream like hey i rap you know um You know, I did music for a long, not a long time, but probably a year, year and a half before I let really anybody know what I was doing. And it's not really because I was ashamed. I just felt like, I don't know. It was just really personal to me. It's therapeutic, man. Therapeutic. I just can't really put it into words.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it was super therapeutic. Mm -hmm. You know, like like you said, almost your way of doing steps or some type of processing therapy.
1: Mm -hmm. Guy's written a hundred songs yeah that's incredible that's pretty cool (laughs) yeah that's
3: pretty cool yeah i don't know like 150 off the top of my head i'm not sure probably about 150
0: yeah that's amazing man that is amazing cool do you want to give us a little teaser and i could i could
3: could always be working harder so that's exactly (laughs) like you know and um i'm like excited like that's what i'm doing now i'm working on like a full-length album probably like nine songs i just went out to connecticut three days ago to my friend casey makes music's uh studio to to do three of the songs and um like i said i haven't put like an actual album out since 19 19 days apart so uh that's my goal hopefully by late spring i have it have it out and i just have to work hard casey
0: makes music that dude's in recovery from alcohol as well right i saw he said he yeah had like eight he years or something
3: He's literally the definition of underrated. Um, I'm serious like he just he does stuff that completely just blows just blows my mind out of the water to the point where I'm just like I don't understand how someone's that good <laughs> but you know um, he is he's just incredible he's an incredible engineer he's an incredible singer uh, and it's just you know it, it really is a privilege to to be in his life and to know him.
0: We got about three minutes left. there's a couple things I want to get to. All right. Do you have a teaser for us? Can you give us a little bit, a little bit of what you're working on right now?
3: Yeah. I mean, really just the, my new album, uh, it's going to be called all of me. And like I said, I, uh, late spring, I want to have like every song done and I want to have like, you know, merchandise to go along with it. I want to get the CDs pressed up and I want to, um, you know, just have everything in place before I actually release it, which is something that I know that I can do, and I am. And I'm looking forward to it. I've written so, I've written more than normal, you know, in the last uh, in the last month and a half, and it's been like, you know, along with the center, you know, it really has been like my primary focus.
1: I love it. I love it. Any chance you're coming to Utah anytime soon? What? Kaleechi, when can we get Uh, you to
3: Utah? We'll see. I've never, I've never, I've actually, I've been to numerous, numerous states, but I've never been to Utah.
1: Well, we need to get you to Utah.
0: We got to talk, my friend, because there's two organizations that would love to have you. The SJS Scholarship, they're a nonprofit. They raise money for people uh, to go to Valley Camp, which is like, they don't accept insurance. It's all private pay, you know, and people that are in real need. And then the Sobriety Foundation, which is a big love of this podcast, they help people get into sober living homes. So we're, we're definitely going to have to talk, make some arrangements. I'm thinking maybe in a few months, uh, potentially, you know, May, June, you know, right? You know about what I got in the works. We're working on it.
3: Absolutely. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's been amazing. Like, uh, you know, I went from like never traveling, being stuck on the couch, dope sick to being able to see. The entire North America, uh, simply just because of my music and from staying clean, it really that has been uh, a miracle in in and of itself.
1: That's amazing! What a cool podcast, man! I'm so grateful, chaz it's Smith, so, kalichi So fun! Thanks for coming on. We uh, we're winding down. We got about 45 seconds left. But uh, any last things you want to say to the people that are listening? Like maybe when the big day is? Oh, you're getting married.
3: <laughs> oh no i i said so no date no date as okay, far as okay. thinking, like two years from now probably somewhere along there any last
0: message of hope
3: uh yeah just i don't you know whoever's listening in you know um you know if you're struggling regardless of whatever whatever it is whether it's a toxic relationship or you're stuck in active addiction or you're stuck at a dead end job i promise you that they're is hope is you know as lame as that sound it really is true but you know it's on you to make the decision to want to change and do whatever you have to do in order to have the decision to make.
0: beautifully said beautifully said thank you guys this has been episode 109 is going to go down as legendary
1: thank you for joining us today on we do recover with jared miller help us spread our message of hope Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please
0: reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening.
2: Brought to you by High Desert Counseling, Rise Up Supplements, and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of its sponsors.